This week on the Federalist Radio Hour, when the dust settled back in 2020, it became clear that Hispanics were shifting towards the Republican Party in ways that were not marginal and in ways that were wildly underappreciated by the legacy news media. Subscribe to The Federalist on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Dana Lash's Absurd Truth Podcast. That momentum in Florida also led to another historic congressional flip, that of Florida's 13th congressional district. And the Republican, now Congresswoman-elect, Anna Paulina Luna, joins us on the phone. Anna, congr- wait, actually, whoa, no, wait, Congresswoman-elect. Yes. Welcome to the program. We're, we're very glad to have you. Congratulations on your huge victory. Thank you. And more importantly, I just want to say thank you to you personally, because as I was getting really um, shadow banned by all of media in the area, you were really one of the few that had me on. So you had our backs and I appreciate that. Well, I'm just I'm glad that you stuck your neck out there to run and it paid off because now people in your district are going to have legitimate, good representation. Talk to us a little bit about this, because you are now officially in the history books as part of this major major red wave in Florida. And that's exactly where it was, was in Florida. And, you know, really, it kind of is the playbook model for the nation. Tell me a little bit about, you know, what that what that looks like, you know, going forward and and what Republicans can take away from how you and everyone else handled, you know, a big tent Republican Party and all of these common concerns, because you guys did something so different that everybody else from everybody else. You know, I'll start by saying this. My race was, I think, um, for the most part, no one anticipated that we would be taking in the amount of income or incoming fire that we were taking from the Democrat super PAC that really was uh, started against me. So I was actually outspent $12 million to one. And on Friday before the election, Barack Obama dropped a robocall against me. So we had some serious funding coming into the seat. And what I realized early on and what I think you're saying a lot of these campaigns in Florida do is we really hit the grassroots hard. So by the time we were done, we had knocked over $50,000. That wasn't paid knockers. That was me with my team out there six hours a day in the morning and the evening knocking. And we made 89,000 phone calls. And so really what you saw is I was able to talk directly to voters when they were running attack ads against me on abortion, saying that I was a pro-life extremist. And then we had actually um, people that were just attacking me, saying that I wouldn't you know, give veteran services, even though I am a veteran. Um, we were able to directly engage with the voters and say, hey, no, that's not our platform. This is what we want to do for the community. We want to focus on American energy independence and fix the diesel crisis. And so we were able to cut through the noise. But it was it was definitely a heavy lift. And I'm just glad that we did it, because as you're seeing now across the country, I think that stories like mine, um, hopefully what I learned, I'll be able to help other incoming class and, and freshman candidates this next cycle to help secure their wins for the conservative movement. And we're talking with Anna Paulina Luna, who is the congresswoman-elect now, Florida's 13th congressional district, a huge flip, uh, historic victories last night in that state. A lot of people talking about the Hispanic vote. Uh, and you know well, now the left can't say Latinx anymore because the <laughs> Latino voters actually hate that term. Uh, there, Someone made the uh, point to me, and it was actually uh, a friend of mine whose family was from Cuba, and they were saying that, you know, uh, Florida... Uh, voters in Florida rightfully know how to fear socialism. 
that is a huge part of this. What, tell us a little bit about this, because there's a little bit of a of an insight into this that other voters in other states don't have because of that. So we have a massive demographic of um, legal Cuban and Venezuelan immigrants. And as you know, those countries have both both been heavily impacted by communism and socialism. And what the left will try to say to the younger generation is, oh, but it just hasn't been done correctly yet. These people that have experienced that have their personal wealth just completely destroyed, their families a lot of times murdered by some of these regimes. They know that it doesn't work. And I think it was really telling that the Biden administration refused to allow Cubans that were genuinely that had general claims of political asylum because of the fact that it's in my opinion that they knew that these people would go and they would educate the Hispanic demographic as to what was happening in Cuba. And so I think what you're seeing now is we do have a fight on our hands for the Hispanic voting bloc, right? We know now it's the largest voting minority in the country. It is really disgusting to see that the Democrats have really pushed um, the black demographic almost out of the way. You know, almost never hear about BLM anymore, and they are now solely focusing on the Hispanic voting bloc, and that's because it's a power struggle. And so I hope to continue to help um, and work with, although she did not win, um, former Representative Myra Flores, candidates like Yesley Vega, those are powerful voices, and I think that they have a bright future in conservative activism and outreach um, if, if people will allow them to share their platforms. Mm, yeah, and, and Dela Cruz and Vega uh, Flores, which she could still come back. And I, I think that, you know, mm-hmm. for another, you know, opportunity, those were huge, huge wins. Uh, talking with Ana Paulina Luna, you made a great point uh, about the, the situation with the, the uh, Cuban uh, migrants who were trying to seek asylum in the United States. They were denied, but yet people coming in at the southern border and uh, uh, Del Rio sector, uh, uh, Rio Grande sector, they were all accommodated. That's very mm-hmm. I had forgotten but that that actually that could explain quite a lot in this. Um this this model for the uh, this playbook for the nation I was just I just saw this morning that it had been it's official that there's a supermajority in the Florida state legislature. Uh, that's this is this is unbelievable. What is this is this the republicanism? Is this the type of, of campaigning? Is this the way forward for the rest of the nation? Because I, I, we're going to have to have some hard conversations. Republicans are. Um, I, I feel like they all need to go to Florida for classes. Do you think that the way that DeSantis and other Republicans in Florida ran their races, is that what the, the, the rest of the Republicans across the country should model theirs on? I think so. You know, I was on a a conference call earlier with Representative Jim Jordan, and he made a telling point. He said, what happened in Florida is you saw that people were voting for freedom. They weren't voting for politicians. They weren't voting for party. They were voting for freedom. All throughout the lockdowns, you saw many Republican legislators, everyone from state level up to federal, spoke out against some of these mandates and some of these crazy lockdowns that you were seeing across the country. Many people from California and New York and Washington state moved to Florida. Parents were moving to Florida to protect what was happening with their children against CRT and the hypersexualization. And so what you're seeing now is a lot of the places around the country that were pushing the blue, blue policies, a lot of the Republicans that were soft on that. Um, didn't win elections. I think that people are seeing through the propaganda, and I think people want real, honest elected officials. They are tired of being gaslit. They are tired of hearing one thing and then seeing another when people go up to vote. And I will say that because of the fact that I ran a grassroots campaign, and because of the fact that I told 
my constituents that I would be joining the House Freedom Caucus, I fully plan on not only doing that and fulfilling my promise to them, but that's exactly why I was elected by them to serve them in D.C. That is what they want, and that's what they're going to get. This is going to, this is, I mean, it's great to see. I wish Florida was all the rest of the country last night. Ana Paulina Luna, the Congresswoman elect in Florida's 13th congressional district, part of that historic red wave in that state. We look to see great things from you. Congratulations on your win and keep up the fight. I know we'll talk with you again soon. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you. Dana Lash here for ARC Seeds. There's a growing sense of instability and uncertainty. Gas, housing, everyday items are way up. Uh, Food prices have the nation reeling. The ability to grow your own healthy food is on almost everybody's mind. So this is why I want to tell you about ARC Seed Kits. You can visit ARC, A-R-K, ARCSeedKits.com and enter code Dana to receive 10% off. Now, ARC Seed Kits, it's a non-GMO seed company. It's family owned and they provide heirloom seeds for across the nation for over 13 years. They want to make sure every home in America has the ability to grow and harvest its own food. And these are the highest quality heirloom seeds. They arrive in a sustainable container offering long-term and short-term storage. And they also bring seed-saving knowledge and food preparedness to you and your community. You can get seeds for vegetables and herbs. They have 50,000 organically grown seeds in each kit. We're talking corn, watermelon, cucumbers, lettuce, beans, tomatoes, all kinds of stuff designed to grow new nutrient and calorie dense vegetables and fruits to sustain any home at any time. So, and they can be harvested and regrown year after year. You guys know how heirloom seeds work, right? Chaz Chop in Portland didn't. So visit Arc Seed Kits and enter Dana to get your 10% discount code and be on your way to food and economic security, helping you and your family and your community. It's a limited time offer. Visit arcseedkits.com, A-R-K, and order your seed kits and save 10% today. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. So just to give you, uh, you know, a little peek into how crazy the red wave is in Florida. So it is now official that Republicans took the super majority in both the chambers of the state legislature in Florida. Oh, boy. I was telling Kane and Juan and Steve, I'm like, you know, living in Florida, I mean, I love Texas. But, you know, aside from the alligators and the McCain's. It sounds pretty good. Kane told me I couldn't say hurricane because I was gendering the, hur- the hurricane. The McCain. They a Kane? I don't know. We'll come back to it. Uh, 17% are worried about holiday spending and will likely cut back. Hmm. Many are stressed over gifts and even Christmas or Thanksgiving dinner. Can I be real? Like after last night, my Thanksgiving dinner, I'll just have a slice of turkey and a 40. <laughs> Let's just like put that out on the table, okay? Like we're... <laughs> Don't, don't judge me. I'm on four and a half hours of sleep. Don't judge me. <laughs> um, we got more. Oh, man, where are we going to go? Fire breaks out at Chevron's oil refinery in California. Hmm. Refinery. We need these. They need to be working. And apparently a fire did break out. Uh, they said it's a 269,000 barrel per day refinery. They are getting it figured out, but they didn't cite. The, there's no other further details. That's all I know at this particular point. And police were called after a dog was spotted carrying a human arm. That is not your toy. It was in Jackson, Mississippi. And later, police, according to WLBT, found the rest of the body without the arm and also missing a head near an abandoned home. Man, that's pretty... That's just nasty. I, don't, I mean, I have no words, but the dog... I don't want to get mad at the dog because they don't know. But still, walking around, trotting around with his arm. And uh, yeah, then that's how they ended up finding out that there was way more to it than that. So... 
one of the big walk, one of the big bright spots, and I'll talk about this for a moment, is Florida. Ron DeSantis. Now, I've double checked. I believe I'm correct about this. That there has not been a Republican that has carried both Miami-Dade and Palm Beach since 86? Ron DeSantis. And no, not enough people moved to Florida for a historic 20-point shift. Stop with that narrative right now. That is a... No, 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 no. That is a leftist narrative. Hell no. We are not running with that. There were not enough people that moved in to to have a 20-point swing like that. This is Ron DeSantis. Last night in his victory speech, audio sound by 15 million. We have embraced freedom. We have maintained law and order. We have protected the rights of parents. We have respected our taxpayers and we reject woke ideology. We fight the woke in the legislature. We fight the woke in the schools. We fight the woke in the corporations. We will never, ever surrender to the woke mob. Florida is where woke goes to die. That, one of the things that DeSantis did successfully is he engaged the culture war. And he engaged it head on. He did not pull any punches. But he also governed clearly and with a purpose. And he got results. He showed uh, exemplary leadership in the way that Florida bounced back and is bouncing back, is recovering from the hurricane. Having bridges reopened and, you know, having even just being prepared. And he won. By a, a, it was a landslide, absolute landslide. And the, I think the build, I was looking at this, what he carried, the Hispanic vote. Remember when I told you to look at Miami-Dade? Because that was a, that went for, what was it? Hillary by double digits, it went for Biden. DeSantis took it. This is a very interesting Interesting development. And I don't I think that DeSantis has really he's really proven himself and he shows that he's got coattails because he had such momentum. You've it helped flip a seat. We're going to talk to that newly elected member of Congress. uh, Representative elect Anna Paulina Luna coming up flipped a seat. That was a historic flip. So that is the playbook going forward. We're going to talk about that. And there was something similar in the way that he ran his race and Brian Kemp ran his race. So these are all lessons that we have to learn. Because I tell you right now, you're going to have uh, Democrats that are going to be doing a postmortem. And as I said, the blue wall held. Caltech Innovation is back to back. You've heard me talk about Caltech's P50 pistol. Now here comes the new 9mm P15 carry pistol. Quality engineered, the 9mm P15 carry pistol is the lightest, thinnest of its kind in Caltech's first striker fire handgun. And as another first, the P15s feature a totally unique patent pending 15 round extended magazine. Now, other features include ambidextrous grip, safety, reversible mag release, and the hybrid fiber optic night sights with full 
fully adjustable rear. That all comes standard. It's from Keltec, inventors of subcompact polymer and now metal handguns. The P15's gator grip texture on the polymer version increases stability and makes for easy, accurate handling, while the all-metal version offers comfortable but positive traction and a really beautiful wood grip panel. The P15 is the dependable firepower you need to secure your world. See the new 9mm P15 first, up close and personal, at keltecweapons.com. That's K-E-L-T-E-C weapons.com. It's his life mission to make bad decisions. It's time for Florida Man. You know, I feel like we can't even say nothing about Florida Man today because Florida basically owned everybody. I got to say, I mean, you know, it's all true. So let's start with, oh, I want this one. Uh, A Florida man is facing an attempted murder charge over an incident that police say started as a friendly slap box fight. Eric Rodriguez is charged with attempted murder after he allegedly severely injured another man following a slap box fight outside of a Pembroke Pine sports bar. They say they say Rodriguez and the victim engaged in a slap box fight at approximately 2.45 a.m. Uh, at Ricky's Sports Bar and Grill. And uh, they it began and at some point the victim was knocked the heck to the ground. Rodriguez, who the victim only knew as E, then began kicking him in the head. That is not slap box fighting. So now he's got an attempted murder charge because of the severity of the victims. So that's you're not supposed to get hurt. I mean, that bad. And slap box fighting. There's a whole... A Largo woman hit a man with a plank because she wasn't getting enough attention, says say police. It's an actual thing. It's in the affidavit. Largo woman was arrested after allegedly hitting a man with a plank. The arrest document from the Largo Police Department says the incident happened on Sunday. They said that Demi Lynn Vergara was upset because she was not getting enough attention from her friends. So in retaliation, she is said to have swung a two-by-four with an exposed nail at an unidentified man's head. Of course, he got an abrasion. And the attack was witnessed by another officer. And as she was read her rights, she admitted to swinging it, but denied hitting the man. And she has multiple battery convictions from previous arrests. She was already on probation for battery at the time of her arrest. So, yeah, she is a repeat offender. So a uh, Pinellas County man decides that he's going to, he, he ends up mistakenly getting, oh, he got a bunch of money from an IRS tax fraud scheme and decided to live very quietly by purchasing a gigantic waterfront mansion. And of course he got caught. 39-year-old St. Petersburg man, he was arrested. He made fraudulent requests for tax funds, according to the IRS, and used the money to purchase a big old mansion, six Mercedes Benzes. And uh, they said that, yeah, in total, his claims exceeded $170 million. I don't even know how one does this. How does one even do this? There was at one point, it was November 23rd of 2019, the IRS issued this guy a check for over $6 million. 63 Matthew Meredith is his name. How in the hell is this happening? Like, I can just write my IRS and be like, where's my $6 million, please? Is that how that works? Oh, man. Who is, like, who are the, is this guy's going to go into jail, but the IRS agents say nothing going to happen to them? The ones that allowed this to happen? Really? Really? Oh, man. Okay, so I got, ooh, a Florida man who got tired of living in the United States, stole his boss's boat and tried to go back to Cuba. And, of course, he promptly was arrested on the way. Uh, 30-year-old Miami man, he stole a commercial fishing boat, uh, Monroe County Sheriff's Office reporting, Christian Perez. He had quit, said he was he's done living in the U.S., he's going to go back to Cuba, he's done working, he didn't want to work. And so 
he uh, took the boat and decided to try to go back to Cuba. U.S. Coast Guard contacted the victim, said his vehicles, his vessel's emergency beacon had been activated 50 miles southwest of Key West. So the boat had been broken down. It was stranded and Perez was waving his arms for help. So he's now facing felony charges, burglary, and he's going to be arraigned on November 18th. Ugh, golly, dumb choices. It's his life mission to make bad decisions. <laughs> it's time for Florida Man. You know, I feel like we can't even say nothing about Florida Man today because Florida basically owned everybody. Yeah. I got to say, I mean, you know, it's all true. So let's start with, oh, I want this one. Uh, a Florida man is facing an attempted murder charge over an incident that police say started as a friendly slap box fight. Eric Rodriguez is charged with attempted murder after he allegedly severely injured another man following a slap box fight outside of a Pembroke Pine sports bar. They say, they say Rodriguez and the victim engaged in a slap box fight at approximately 2.45 a.m. Uh, at Ricky's Sports Bar and Grill. And uh, they it began, and at some point, the victim was knocked the heck to the ground. Rodriguez, who the victim only knew as E, then began kicking him in the head. That is not slap box fighting. So now he's got a, a, an attempted murder charge because of the severity of the victims. So that's you're not supposed to get hurt. I mean, that bad. And slap box fighting. There's a whole... A Largo woman hit a man with a plank because she wasn't getting enough attention, says say police. It's an actual thing. It's in the affidavit. Largo woman was arrested after allegedly hitting a man with a plank. The arrest document from the Largo Police Department says the incident happened on Sunday. They said that Demi Lynn Vergara was upset because she was not getting enough attention from her friends. So in retaliation, she is said to have swung a two-by-four with an exposed nail at an unidentified man's head. Of course, he got an abrasion. And the attack was witnessed by another officer. And as she was read her rights, she admitted to swinging it, but denied hitting the man. And she has multiple battery convictions from previous arrests. She was already on probation for battery at the time of her arrest. So, yeah, she is a repeat offender. So a uh, Pinellas County man decides that he's going to he he ends up mistakenly getting he got a bunch of money from an IRS tax fraud scheme and decided to live very quietly by purchasing a gigantic waterfront mansion. And of course he got caught. 39-year-old St. Petersburg man, he was arrested. He made fraudulent requests for tax funds, according to the IRS, and used the money to purchase a big old mansion, six Mercedes Benzes. And uh, they said that, yeah, in total, his claims exceeded $170 million. I don't even know how one does this. How does one even do this? There was at one point, it was November 23rd of 2019, the IRS issued this guy a check for over $6 million. Six point three. Matthew Meredith is his name. How in the hell is this happening? Like, I can just write my IRS and be like, where's my $6 million, please? Is that how that works? Oh, man. Who is, like, who are the, is this guy's going to go into jail, but the IRS agents say nothing going to happen to them? The ones that allowed this to happen? Really? Really? Oh, man. Okay, so I got, ooh, a Florida man who got tired of living in the United States, stole his boss's boat and tried to go back to Cuba. And, of course, he promptly was arrested on the way. Uh, 30-year-old Miami man, he stole a commercial fishing boat, uh, Monroe County Sheriff's Office reporting, Christian Perez. He had quit, said he was he's done living in the U.S., he's going to go back to Cuba, he's done working, he didn't want to work. And so 
he uh, took the boat and decided to try to go back to Cuba. U.S. Coast Guard contacted the victim, said his vehicles, his vessel's emergency beacon had been activated 50 miles southwest of Key West. So the boat had been broken down. It was stranded and Perez was waving his arms for help. So he's now facing felony charges, burglary, and he's going to be arraigned on November 18th. Ugh, golly, dumb choices. Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of Dana Lash's Absurd Truth Podcast. If you haven't already, make sure to hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This week on the Federalist Radio Hour, when the dust settled back in 2020, it became clear that Hispanics were shifting towards the Republican Party in ways that were not marginal and in ways that were wildly underappreciated by the legacy news media and that were really going to change American politics. I'm Emily Jashinsky of The Federalist. Subscribe to The Federalist on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts.